You're listening to Season 10, Episode 162, recorded on March 30th, 2021, live from Austin, Texas, with hosts Becky Jo Neal and Kim Stacy. Our musical guest is Alex Winters. But first, our show is possible thanks to our patrons and sponsors. Join our community to get exclusive access to content, merch, your own spotlight, and more for as little as $1 a month. Your support helps us continue to showcase local artists. Sign up at CIMP.live. That's CIMP.live. Thank you for supporting local live music. And remember, to give the podcast a five-star rating, every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans. And now, brought to you by Music First Hand and their live music booking app, here's comedians interviewing musicians. Everybody and welcome to Comedians Interviewing Musicians. It is episode 162. Uh, we are with our lovely producers at Music First Hand. Kimberly is, dang it, I left the damn sound Hi. on again and I just heard your burp 15 seconds later, Kim. Okay, well that, there we go. Uh, that's my lovely co-host, Kim. I know. Two burps. I only give it like a three. I mean, I think. I mean, it wasn't good. Yeah, no, it was. It was a polite burp. <laughs> it was a sweet and sassy, subtle, you know, nineteen sour sauce burp. Yeah, that's not. I don't do enough. that. <laughs> no, she yeah. does not do that. Um, not the sweet and Jeff. sassy. I just go for it. <laughs> With the incredibly talented Alex Winters, ladies and gentlemen, round of applause. Yay! Who is wearing a fantastic like? It's not a. Is that? Is it still a keyhole? If it's not a keyhole shape dress, is that? What's that called with the like exposed collarbone? I don't a know. V-neck? Yeah, but it's got also a turtleneck. It's a turtle V. No, that's a, is that a necklace? Nope, it's part of the shirt. It's part of the dress. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Gorgeous. And it's sassy on the arms and it's sparkling. Right? Okay, Tuesday. <laughs> Wearing a flash dance shirt. So this is, <laughs> I like. That's Joe looks like an extra on the rest. So things are going well. Things are doing. I mean, before this, I looked, according to Kim, like Miss Honey from Matilda. Which so is her. a compliment. Yeah, as long as it's not Mitch, Miss Trunchbull or um, Bruce Bogtrotter, I think I'm good. I get those all the time. I mean, but Miss Trunchbull is low-key hot. Any hoozle. We are joined with Alex Winters. She's got a cool closet. Um, we're joined here with Alex Winters, who has an awesome wall of incredible guitars behind her like and the lighting is beautiful the colors this is probably one of my favorite interview rooms that we've done (laughs) awesome like this is this is sexy yeah tell us about your setup where where are you at right now this is gorgeous well this is this is my home studio aka this the spare um for (laughs) you narnia fans yes Uh, and so I just um, I just wanted to set up a place where I wanted to walk in and be ready to be creative. And so it's been a work in progress for the last few years. And then, you know, with the COVID shutdown, I started doing a bunch of live streams. And so I started playing around with, um, you know, framing and lighting. And um, so this is the the uplights are the latest. Um, yeah. Um, and I really, yeah, I really like how it kind of like highlights, lights up the guitars and adds some color, you know, and it kind of, you know, 
goes with the very fancy the it looks like that vibe. we should pay uh, an admission to get in to this i like, yeah we should have talked about that beforehand anyway well speaking of paying admission <laughs> uh we'd like to thank our patrons and sponsors but also our new listeners tonight if you're having a good time please 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 venmo at alex winter's music and the paypal is on the ticker below so if you'd like to be able to tip please do that uh we highly encourage it and um alex we didn't ask you this pre-interview which is dumb of me but do you have a favorite emoji uh yes it is the metal hands 100 okay 100, because yeah. Perfect. Because I, or devil horns or whatever you want to call them, but I waited for like my whole life because emojis were invented, you know, while I've been alive for the metal hands <laughs> emoji. And it finally came out like what, two years ago or whatever. And I'm like, finally, my life is complete. Oh my gosh. So we tried to, yeah. um, we have to the system to help you track your uh, tips from this show, considering that a majority of the people listening to this will be listening to it uh, months and weeks from now. And we'd like to, you know, just let you know the random tips sliding into your DMs are not from uh, Creepazoids. So if you're having a good time listening to this show and you want to tip Alex, be sure to use the music firsthand fist bump emoji and then the the Ronnie James Dio uh, devil fist rock hands so that we can, so that Alex can know that this tip came from you listening to this show. Awesome. So, fist bump, Ronnie James Dio, we're good to go. Um, speaking of what you've been doing in quarantine, I know you said you've been doing a lot of live streams from your uh, awesome, really cool pink and purple and blue aquamarine meets. Uh, <laughs> it's like the 80s threw up in here. It's okay. I love it. <laughs> but Jim and the hologram. That's what it's like. Jim and yes. Yes. Um, what else have you been doing in quarantine? I know you've been producing a lot of content and um, selling a lot of your own creative makes. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, so I, after like checking out for like three months because COVID, um, I decided to like start making stuff because that's, that's kind of my default anyway, as I'm a crafter. And um, so I made, um, I think, I don't know if I was doing this pre like right before COVID or during COVID, but I started making my own lip balm. Yeah. Cool. They're so cute. Oh, this is all lip service. So I just, I just redesigned the label to be a little more sassy. So I also do a lot of my own graphics yeah. design and stuff. But um, I, my friend Chrissy lives on the Hawaiian islands and she turned me on to this Kukui oil and it's made from the kukui nut which is the um, national tree of the state tree of hawaii and it's like this magic oil that if you have fair skin like you can put it if you get a sunburn you can put it on your skin and it'll like undo the sunburn it's amazing and so i started i'm just like what can go, i make and you. just put this stuff in everything that i make <laughs> whoa <laughs> Mercy. There's Becky Joe's dog. She's not having it today. <laughs> it's great. Sorry about that. The but bus yes, was stopped right. behind her. I was house. gonna say, was it the bus again? Yep. Sorry about that. Continue. My dog has to tell everyone who comes within like a a 
a mile radius that they need to steer clear. So yes, I got, I get you. Oh, yeah. And my dog will do it. As <laughs> Someone will no make a noise out there loud and then it's like we're being attacked. So, so yeah. um, then I also started making um, cuticle cream. Ooh. And so. What? Little cuticle uh, creams. Uh, fade into you cuticle. Okay. Fade so like into Mazzy Star, you. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh. And then I um I've been talking about doing this forever, and I um I finally executed and published my poetry book called Love. That's incredible. incredible. Um, it is fifty plus pages of my original, like my it's like my favorites, but also I wanted to arrange it in like poems that were lovely like just the imagery was lovely and then just things that were awful like things that I had been through or like just like kind of scary poems um like there's one about stabbing and um and then um and then true like which were poems that were inspired by actual events that happened to me so so that is available on Amazon or on my website or at my shows and then the last thing that I did was I finally um Got new shirts made that I've been um, wanting to do for a long time. I've been out of shirts for the whole year of COVID, which is fine because I haven't had any shows. But <laughs> now that shows are starting back up, I finally went ahead and pulled the trigger. This is the album design or the, the single design, I guess, from the song Hearts on Fire, which my friend Abby Guevara um, designed. And I swear to God, when I opened this up, because I was like, hey, can you just like do something with this for this song? And she was like, I got you. And then I opened up the artwork and I started crying because it was so amazing. Like, I couldn't believe that she had taken my song and like, that's what she came up with. It was so perfect. So these are beautiful, like a soft, they're like the cotton poly um, Bella plus canvas shirts. Like you put it on and you don't want to take Mm. it off for like three days. Um, yes so. yes those are like our our shirts and we call them because so they just feel so good so i think that, oh and then and then the last thing um i learned how to make vanilla extract Wait, what can't she do <laughs> so um which i'm now packaging and selling as well um i make it with uh brandy <laughs> so it's like vanilla brandy so you know you can cook with it you can put a little in your coffee no, whatever you floats your boat. Um, it's pretty so, That's incredible. God. I, I think you're open I, mean, I also like took a production music songwriting and production class and I just on my Patreon I just scheduled um like we had assignments and we had to turn we had to like at certain points in the song we had to like turn in our homework or whatever. And so I took that and I posted that to the to my Patreon channel which is patreon.com slash Alex Winters. Um, and in a four part series, so you can hear like, I called it the the journey of a song. So you can hear like a song from inception to production. Um, and so, yeah. So that That's was really cool. fun to put together and do as well. I mean, uh, huge round of applause for I, productivity in the middle of this pandemic when most of us are just happy that we've showered this week. <laughs> Well, I didn't, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I showered or anything. You don't need, <laughs> you don't need to shower to make lip balm, y'all. <laughs> literally down. in a pan on the stove. There's, you know, <laughs> no well, pants required. 
Oh, and I did 33 live streams over the summer called No Pants Required. Please. Yes. I love that you made your own vanilla extract. I you're just I can't get past that. It's so yeah, it's so yummy that, and it's so easy. It's ridiculous. It's incredible. I learned to shave my dog, but it's not good. He looks ridiculous. <laughs> but that's what I did for a whole year. That's and it's still that's actually good. really anybody who's ever tried to groom a dog, that's actually super complex. Right. Oh yeah, no, I, whole, I gave like, up. There's a whole like trust issue like that you have to build between you and the dog and like yes like even just clipping a dog's toenails like you you can't like hold them down and make them stay like you have to like build this rapport with them and like try to show them that like this is really good for you this dog groomer on words this dog groomer on tiktok like she does this cute like oh i make this voice for all my patients it's just so cute and like when it's the dog's first time with her, she'll always be like, it's our first time. So we're only doing this today. Like a lot of the, like they, for the first two or three sessions, they only do like a wash. They won't trim by the eyes or by the ears. Cause like the dog doesn't know them and will freak out and be a liability yeah. for the both of them. Like <laughs> makes sense. It's like, I, I, I cut boys hair in the dorm room when I was at boarding school, I would not get anywhere near a dog with trimmers. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> it's well. My dog is is a papillon, so he's super fluffy. And in between like haircuts, he gets this like I call it his Keanu Reeves hair yes. because it just like goes right in his eyes. And so he's got to keep like doing the Beach Boy flip and like get it out of his eyes. So you know, I gotta do a trim trim. Yeah. Oh, I made the mistake of trying to trim my parents' poodle mixes this summer while I was a. Uh, taking care of my folks during COVID oh and uh, we cut one of their hair and I called her Friar Gail because she had like, she was like bald at the top, but like still had hair on the side. She oh. straight up looked like Friar Tuck from Robin Hood. Like it was bad. Oh my gosh. Wow. I have pictures. I'll send you. Don't worry. Anywho, post them on the Patreon. <laughs> How? Yeah. We'll post them on the Patreon. We get two new Patreons tonight. I'll send you pictures of my parents, ugly dogs. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. If you want world. to purchase any of Alex's merch, uh, Chris put in the comments, uh, www, that's how old I am, dot alexwintersmusic.com. You can find all of her merch, all of the stuff that they sell. Make sure you go and check that out. Buy something. Uh, it's it's not the holiday seasons, but it's Christmas in July. So let's do that soon. We'll have a good time. Easter, Easter is coming up. Who doesn't like vanilla ex- extract? You've got... Yeah, you gotta bake precursors cookies and the lip in my the game. Drink a lot. Summer. Before, I would love. To, maybe we're just gonna. I'm just gonna put this out into the world before we get into this first song. How and put put it in the comments, people. How much do you think the average American spends on Easter a year? Twenty five dollars. Personally, just put it in the comments. Well, the answer will come at the end of this episode with uh, the game we're gonna play. But how much do you think? The average American spends on Easter. Let's see if you know. But before that, we are going to hear one song from Alex Winters. Enjoy. (laughs) I'm just going to go right into it. I'm not going to. For those of you who are watching, uh, you already probably know the story for this song a hundred times over. So Um, this is uh, You Rescued Me. 
I was adrift for endless days In my lifeboat at the mercy of the sea Tossed around like an empty shell I was desperate for a change what seemed like an eternity I washed up on your shore You lifted me up and you brushed the sand off You picked me up and you took me home You rescued me Days. I was 
Give it up for Alex Winters here on episode 162 of Comedians Interview Musicians. This is actually our final episode of season 10. Believe it or not, I cannot believe that that is even a thing. Uh, Jesus, Kim, you started with us on season six? Seven? Yeah. Six? Five? Who's to say? Pick a number. A number. Um, (laughs) We start with season 11 next week with Tanya Wench. And uh, if you have some time please be sure to uh, head on over to the Chronicles best of and uh, nominate and vote for us for the best podcast. Uh, Last year winning best startup was dope, but we would love to win best podcast. So uh, be sure to click on those likes. And if you're having a good time, Venmo Alex Winters at Alex Winters Music on Venmo and PayPal. So be sure to do that. Kyle Saunders is here. He says, yeah. And uh, (laughs) he says, let me, he says, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, he is. There's multiple whys. I should have guessed. It's a James Hetfield thing. (laughs) Thanks for being here, Kyle. Uh, And and, uh, Chris, oh, Dale Swift says that was very nice. Hey, Dale, nice. Um, Chris put the uh, Austin Chronicle Best of Austin link in the comments on Facebook, so be sure to check us out. Best podcast category, por favor. Um, This is my, since it's the end of season 10, we thought we'd try something new. We're going to give Kim, Kim's Corner. Uh, She, we're going to let her do whatever she wants and ask off the cuff questions, whatever she would like to do. I feel like I should put my guitar down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, our, I need to brace myself. No, our producer is telling us over the God mic he did not agree to this. It's true. He did not. Uh, but we're going <laughs> to let Kim do whatever she wants. Kim, With no consequences. Uh, um, no, this is Yay, my turn. <laughs> New Becky Joe. <laughs> Take it away, Kimberly. Yay, Kim. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I first want to just talk about, can we talk about your corsets? Can we talk about all of the beautiful corsets that you have? Yeah. <laughs> just all of them. It's an incredible collection. Have you ever had an issue performing in them? Um, not that anyone's ever noticed. Hey. <laughs> but I have the one that's multicolored, that's purple, multicolored. And it has these like um, hook things. And so, you know, when you put a guitar on, it kind of, you know, moves around. Yeah. And it moves the hook things. And so like occasionally I'll be like, oh, my, you know, of course it's half undone. But, you know, I can just do it, do it back up real quick behind the guitar and then take the guitar off and nobody notices. So we don't love that uh, playing live so much. (laughs) Yeah. Like I have an issue wearing sweatpants so i was like i can only imagine me wearing a corset why i perform that well, takes like a lot i would i will say that so like that one ties in the back as well so a lot of the ones that i have they'll have like a tie in the back and then they'll have something either a zipper up front or those hooky bobs and mm-hmm. um i would say that if you are going to like start wearing corsets, I would go with something that didn't have something in the front. So it just had the ties or a zipper in the back. That way it's way less complicated 
Because once you tie it, that's the way it's going to be, and you know, unless you gain or lose weight, and then you'll have to adjust the the ties. But um, the more you know, yeah, there you go. The less Heck complicated, yeah. the better, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, oh, and of course, yeah, my dog has something to say now. Uh, so you posted in um, a couple of your uh, Instagram posts is that you had uh, some serious stage fright back when. Um, what, what's kind of been that journey like of just, because you do not have any, like you have an amazing stage presence. And like, you're <laughs> like, yeah. And like, especially if you look at the photos, if you listen to you, you like did a couple interviews with other people this past year. Ross, it's Kim's corner, not Ross's rowdiness. <laughs> not Ross's roundup Kim's corner are you sure I know he yeah he just <laughs> now he's looking at me he says I'm the so Porter cute. Wagner you're the dog <laughs> part me I'm my the dog Mary does. He the you're the like, what, what do you mean yeah well you so cute. Look at how cute I am blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're an ass okay so, uh, but you did a couple of uh, other podcasts and radio interviews this just like past year, I think. And listening to those, it's it's you're seamless and oh, watching gosh. you play. Thank you. You're beautiful to watch. So, what has been that kind of journey for you? Because some people don't realize that as performers, a lot of us did start out with stage fright, and they thought, you know, we just came out the womb. You know, oh yeah, I, I've it. had legit arguments with people over whether I love performing or not. Ooh, because I yeah. look like I love performing, you know, and I don't, I don't want to say that I don't like. I, for me, I love, I love it when my songs connect with the audience and my stories. Like that's, to me, that's that's art, right? That's connecting right. with somebody over your art. That's not performance, like to me performance is the the job so I had to look at it as my job like this is my it's my job and once I started looking at it like that it was like okay well I just gotta go do my fucking job right I'm sorry yeah. I didn't ask if I could swear <laughs> no I'm uh, no I'm over here like yes yes but right so yeah. but there was a time so uh, I don't I don't know if I need to go into this whole story but um the Please. Okay. Well, there was, there was a time when somebody would ask me, they would like have a guitar or whatever. And they'd be like, here, play a song. And I'd be like, fuck no, that's not happening Ew. ever. Um, and then, um, it was baby steps for me. Like it is with everybody. I think who decides like, first you have to decide that you're going to push through it. Mm -hmm. That's a decision that you make. I'm, and for me, um, William Shatner did a, um, I'm a total like sci-fi nerd. I'm going to make a lot of sci-fi references. Yeah, no, I'm so um, happy about it. But, um, but William Shatner came to Austin a bunch of years ago, like six or seven years ago, and he did a, a performance called It's Shatner's World, We Just Live in It. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> it be was, any more perfect. <laughs> it was so amazing. Like he just talked about, all the crazy awesome things that he got to do in his life in his career because he said yes and and not he didn't say yes because he thought it would make money he said yes because he thought it would be fun right and uh, that 
like I just started crying when he, when that light bulb that was a light bulb for me I was like oh my god I have to start saying yes or I'm never gonna get to do anything fun yeah so that that moment I made the decision to push through my fear and just do it and it was so perfect because like the next week I got a call like I had been in bands like but when you're on stage with six five or six other people like you're like in a gang right like you have right. like <laughs> you know you have your posse yeah. with you and yeah, yes exactly. it's still terrifying but at the end of the night they're gonna hug you and be like you did great you know it was wonderful and yeah. but when you perform by yourself that's that's a whole nother ball game and so like that that next week I was like, I'm going to start saying yes to whatever comes my way. I'm just going to say yes. And then, like one of my coworkers called me um, back when I worked in, in corporate and he was like, hey, so I'm moonlighting at this wine bar and we need a musician for the weekend because we had somebody like cancel on us. And so I was like, oh, so you need a three hour uh, set list. <laughs> <laughs> like performer no problem in four days I got you I got you <laughs> oh and it was a train wreck but I'll but I'll tell you something about that show um that I didn't know but like like I got through it right first of all like nobody died um nobody threw rocks at me and and I got hired back and I had a, a residency there uh, up until the COVID shutdown that's so, incredible five years so so it, it was good enough right to to get asked yep. back and it just kept getting better and better because I kept doing it and kept working on my performance and and kept pushing through that fear but like a year ago or a year and a half ago I had some people um come back to the same place and they were like man last time we saw you weren't you playing over there and because I used to play electric guitar solo because I wanted this whole like rock persona but you know, electric guitar by yourself is, I don't know, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. But um, anyway, so they were like, weren't you playing over there? And you played a white guitar. And, and I was like, I was like, oh God, that was like my first gig here. It was awful. And they were like, it was so fun. We had the best time. And so like, I thought it was an absolute train wreck. Like at one point I just started telling, like walked into a bar jokes because I couldn't get through the song that I was trying to do and I got so flustered that I just like I was just like okay I, I told myself that I was just going to tell jokes if I couldn't you know if I got stuck on a song so here we are and I started telling like dad jokes and and that became a thing and so after that like people kept coming up to me like telling me their favorite dad jokes <laughs> and so yeah and then like years later these people shut up and they're like we had the best time we're so happy to see you again I'm like oh lord so I guess to anybody who's struggling with it, like it's never as bad as you think it is, especially if you've got good recovery. Yeah. So have, have something like I had the jokes like, you know, sandwich walked literally a sandwich walked into a bar and uh, he went up to the bartender and said, hey, bartender, can I have a beer? And the bartender says, uh, I'm sorry, we don't serve food here. It's terrible, right? <laughs> But that, you know, like the horse horse walks up, you know, the pony walks up to the bar and he's like, hey, can I can I order a beer? And the bartender says, why are you whispering? He says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just a little horse. 
a little the, the pony. Yeah. So just don't shit like that. And... <laughs> I hate that it's funny. <laughs> Right. But like that became a thing for years. Like, and I had, I told this pirate joke, um, about the pirate, like, uh, again, walks into a bar. I don't know why all my jokes. I love how it's all at a bar. Right. But I mean, you're oftentimes playing at a bar, so it's appropriate, right? So pirate walks into a bar with a, with a steering wheel, you know, from the ship in his pants. And he walks up to the bartender. And he's like, hey, bartender. He's like, hey, bartender, you know, give me a beer. And the bartender says, um, excuse me, do you know you've got a steering wheel in your pants? And the pirate says, arr, it's driving me nuts. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Okay, but, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that, that that joke got more requests than any song that I had in my set. <laughs> Shut up! That yes. is so funny. I had a guy who would come to my shows and he would be like, "Are you going to tell the pirate joke tonight?" People are ridiculous, and I love They're, it so. They just want to, ha- you know, what they want to be a part of something. Yes, yes. And because he knew I knew that joke, that made him a part. It made him feel like he was a part of it, right? And- <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> so, any so. That's uh, that is my tips for <laughs> overcoming stage fright. Yes. Have, have a recovery plan because if you can recover in a in a seamless like make it look seamless like obviously I was just you know winging it trying I couldn't get through you know Michelle Branch or whatever it was I was playing, but um, but because I had those jokes in my pocket like it made people laugh it made people have a good time just, you know, and and they came back. Over and yeah, over and you over relax again. it. Yeah, because as soon as you start panicking, people are going to start freaking out too. Right. Because energy is real. So they're going to... Energy is real. You're nervous, and, they're yeah, nervous. People, even if they don't know, they feed, you know, they're feeling that or they're feeding, you know, it, mm-hmm. energy feeds energy. So... Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> right? That makes me so happy. I'm researching all the dad jokes as soon as possible <laughs> just in case during a show I like freeze up I mean you're you're the comedian surely you have better jokes than that absolutely not better than the driving me <laughs> nuts that's gold well, pure... if you need to compare oh. notes I, you know I got you I'm calling you I'm calling you <laughs> we're gonna have coffee percent. That's so good. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll ask one more song. Uh, one more song. I'll ask one more uh, question before we go to a star two song. Uh, w- okay. So how I think you kind of talked about this in the couple of uh, interviews you did, but just kind of want to know, how do you unwind after a show? Like what's your self-care? Because I know that South by you like to go to, the education side of it and you took like a class on self-care and all that stuff i'm interested on how how you did that uh before covid and then now when you do live streams how that has changed so post live stream i basically just get drunk i mean it's it's just there it is cheers y'all um um you know live stream is is different than a show because well, as you guys know, doing doing all these zooms, yeah. that it's it's the energy is a lot different performing for a camera, yep, 
more for people in a chat room than it is um, live on stage with people who are, you know, clapping, screaming and yelling, you know, and who know the words to your songs. And, you know, that is a whole different energy from playing to a camera and trying to be into it and, and trying to imagine that those people are, you know, flashing their boobs from home. And I hope people are doing that right I, now. I hope, I really hope they are too. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's like picturing the crowd naked. Like you have, you have to do something to, 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 to get yourself in the mood. And if there's not an audience that that's a whole nother, like that's a whole right. ball game. Um, for especially for me but but after post live stream is just like I shut everything down I put everything away and then um and then like when Kyle is here he's my guitar player he, um we usually <clears throat> unwind afterwards with uh with some drinks and maybe uh some Dr. Mario or uh I've got like an old school NES like one of those baby mini NESs so sometimes we'll play that and um yeah we'll have some dinner you know and just chill and talk about what went well what didn't go well what maybe we could try next time that kind of stuff it's you know like decompressing right yeah um, after a live show i typically like to just take a few minutes um and like i'm packing up my gear and stuff but there's a lot of times there's like people are talking or want to buy you drinks or you know mm -hmm. so you're still kind of on even after you break down but my favorite favorite thing to do after a live show is just go to dinner I just think that um it's something that my my very first band um 1169 we we used to do we would do these bar shows <clears throat> when I grew up in Washington and I first started in that band um you it wasn't like Austin where like there's a different artist every night and sometimes there's a different artist every couple hours um but in Washington you would market your band for the weekend and you you would play from like nine to two and you would have the bar for the, you would have that for Friday and Saturday night. And so <clears throat> Friday night we would leave and go home and crash, but Saturday nights we would go and have dinner at a 24 hour diner called Mel's. Shout out to Mel's if you know uh, where that place is. They have the best um, steak tips and eggs I've ever had. Mm. And, um, yeah, and we would just do the same thing, like decompress, we would share a meal, we talk about things that were, you know, that uh, weird things that drunk people did, um, because people were always doing weird things, you know, when you've been drinking love for four or five people. hours, right? Yeah. Like, um, so we'd always like exchange stories of like, oh, this creepy guy did this, or this chick did this, or whatever, and then, you know, and then share a meal, and then afterwards we will all go home just like... Um, like for me, like I'm always just like super jacked up after a show, yep. like especially a good one, right? Like I'm just like, yep. I'm up for hours. And so, um, sometimes I'm just like, oh, show adrenaline. Yeah. Right. Yes, yeah. You know, time. you know about that. And so, yeah. and just like trying to like chill, just like in my mind's just going over every moment, you know, every yep. mistake I made every, yep. so it's just, it's about, um, I think decompressing, like talking about the things that went well and what didn't that that's helpful for me to like get it out of my system and then just taking some time to be quiet yeah because it's hard just... it is it's super hard to shut down and that's the, also the other thing like if you are doing other things besides performing at night like I I will perform at night and then I have a, a regular nine to five in the morning so you're trying to come down from that high 
so you can get some freaking sleep so can, and right. yeah it's and hard. then you go to work the next day and you're just you're just wore out you're like, useless yeah, you ever see like a musician at the end of the show at the bar just like slamming two or three shots back to back because they know that they have to sleep in two hours yeah. in order to get right to work? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh God, it's not. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, that's and that's the other thing I miss so much because especially when we used to um, play our Hyatt shows, we they Hyatt has shout out to the Hyatt um, because they have. Yes, I have a, one of those. Uh, coming up too pizzas and so good and then we would we would all enjoy that afterwards and like so we would you know be kind of on and off but we got to enjoy the time with uh the band and then our uh audience and everything and then share a meal yeah because food brings everyone together and so that's one of the things i miss too yeah because now it's after this that you know i shut down and then i be go and just sit my fridge you just in your fridge. <laughs> Whatever. This is how I. That's my cool down. Right. Okay. Oh, no I have one fan question and then one producer question before we get to this song. They're really quick. Pete Stevenson wants to know: Can you ask when the song "Ms. Apps" is coming out? <laughs> oh, Steve. <laughs> So I play Elder Scrolls online and I've been playing for uh, many years and uh, Pete, Pete Stevenson, sorry, Um, Pete and I have, I know him by Kid Dynamite. So like I never, we never like use real names. I'm I'm, I'm Stumbelina. That's my Xbox gamer tag. If you, any Xbox uh, players out there, it's S-T-U-M-6 Elena and um. Anyways, so uh, so he likes to he likes to get drunk and play Elder Scrolls like a lot of us do. And um, one night he was uh, he kept staring at his map, and I don't I don't even remember the, how the conversation started. But uh, so we started talking about his mishaps. Like I'm so I'm always asking him if he's just like staring at his mishap. And so we actually like brainstormed some lyrics for the song. And so I don't know when it's coming out, but there are wow. notes for it in a concept. So perhaps my brain went to appetizer. <laughs> yeah. I went to like, so I was server. like, that's my new drag name for sure. It's <laughs> Miss App. Nice. Welcome to the stage. Ladies and gentlemen is Miss Apps. Um, uh, Dale also said, his apps. Yes, Dale. Dale says he's flashing his man boobs. But um, Chris wants thank you, know, Dale. <laughs> thank you. Chris wants to know your favorite place to eat in Austin after a show. In Austin, um, so, uh, of course, I'm drawing a total blank right now. I know food. Who's been outside? Magnolia um, Cafe is yes. yummy, yummy. Anything breakfast food. I, so like at 2 a.m. or, or whatever best. time it is, it's breakfast food. So any place that's open that can serve me some eggs um, and yeah. potatoes is is the winner, really. But uh, Magnolia Whoever Cafe eats, is. Yeah. yeah. Whoever eats breakfast at like 8 a.m. like a normal person, it's not the same. Who's awake at 8 You need to eat breakfast. Yeah, I'm with Alec. He was awake at 8 a.m. Yeah. Where, oh, Chris says, where we find the Astros Fosky's after hour? Well, it was mug shots. 
before they got RIP or it's casino getting burgers at 1 a.m. But that is usually or the Velveeta room. We'd go see some comedy and take some shots with Mr. Pat Dean. Love him. Oh, nice. Also, I don't know if any of y'all saw that offensive KBUE article earlier this week saying that Austin's booming with comedy now because Joe Rogan and uh, his band of dipshits decided to start buying comedy clubs from people that are suffering during COVID and then having super spreader event COVID things where they're making $1,400 a chair. Austin comedy has been going for a very long time. And if you don't respect that, fuck out of here. I don't. So support your local comedians, support your local musicians, Venmo Alex Winters right now on Venmo and PayPal. Support our Patreons. We can keep bringing you shit and keep showing you cool things and bringing you to awesome comedy and music venues around town that have existed for a long time, way before Joe Rogan brought his band of assholes here. So on that note, let's hear a couple more songs from Miss Alex Winters. Wouldn't it be nice if we all had that kind of uh, marketing budget? Right. They interviewed two dipshits who have been doing comedy for a year and moved here from other parts of Texas. And then all of a sudden booming it's booming well oh, they probably wrote the press release so they could oh, say yeah <laughs> also um i'm taking the domain name for band of assholes there we go it's like band, <laughs> band of horses of assholes. yes it's the band can of I horses be, can, can i be in that whatever it ends up being a thousand it's obviously percent. a three girl it's, it's a three girl band of horses cover group obviously thank you <laughs> oh we're called the band of assholes <laughs> Our t-shirts are going to be perfect. Yeah. Yes. It's it's like the um, our recovery flawless. It's like <laughs> the joy, it's like the joy division t-shirt with all the lines, but it's just like a butthole. Yes. <laughs> or like oh, you know like what else I made butthole? over COVID? <laughs> Speaking of buttholes, <laughs> I wish I had one here, but I saw this on Facebook. I also crochet, like I've been crocheting since I was of course. 10. And, um, you know, my grandma taught me when I spent summers at her place. And um, I, I found these uh, patterns for their cat butt coasters. And it's like <laughs> little flat. They're just like, and they got like the little pink center and then the cat, like, right. And then the little tail and the feet. <clears throat> Those are not on my website. But man, if you sent me an email and requested some, I would totally make some for you. Yes. So everyone <laughs> request some cat butt coasters. <laughs> Join Alex Winter's Patreon so you can see all that content. Make sure that you tip them with the fist bump and the Ronnie James Dio uh, rock and roll thing. Just do the rock. I love that you keep saying the proper surname. Well, that's, is it, I'm, some, somebody can correct me and I'm sure it's a correction, but I thought for sure Ronnie James Dio said his mother used to curse people with this. So he adopted it as like a way to be like rock and roll. Oh, well, look at you with some rock trivia going on there. I watched a lot of MTV growing up. Anywho. She went to Juilliard. She went to Juilliard. Uh, This is a couple of more songs from Alex Winters. Uh, Be sure you tip, 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 tip if you're having a good time and join some Patreons. But enjoy these next couple of songs. All right. So this this is so much fun. Um, <clears throat> so this is a song that I released um, a few months ago in uh, during COVID times. And I actually, uh, uh, yet another thing that I did, I was so busy just not doing shows, um, but I actually, um, <laughs> I made a video for the song. Like I have a friend who owns a, a videography company 
and we were chatting about doing video and it got scheduled like 1400 times but we finally executed it in october and i released the video for it in on christmas christmas eve day i think it was um so this is a uh, return to sender <laughs>
thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, it's really nice to be doing this. This is super fun. I haven't done a broadcast in a while, so feels like feels like no pants required, but like on steroids because there's like other people to banter with. Um, <laughs> besides Kyle, I mean Kyle's great banter. Don't get me wrong. Um, so this next song is. Uh, It's basically about not wanting to be alone, but not really, not really being willing to commit yourself to the person that you're with. Like you do anything for them, but commit yourself, I guess. This is called Stay. In the stillness of the evening,
episode 162 of comedians interviewing musicians with the lovely and talented alex winters thanks again for joining us um this is the segment of our show where we get to play a little game ha ha i love games game um uh our viewers if you've been listening i asked earlier how much do you think the average american spends on easter this is the outfit the chocolate the food for the dinner, the candy for your kids, okay. all of those. Can I make a guess too? Okay. Oh, it's coming back up. I promise. Okay. But I wanted to give you uh, $16.95. More tequila. She's a TJ Maxx Nista over here, Miss Kimberly. Yes. <laughs> Important. Um, but I'm going to ask you some uh, weird Easter facts. Um, also, fun fact, Easter comes from uh, the goddess Estero, which is also like uh, uh, estro as an estrogen. It's the goddess of fertility, um, which is why bunnies are a part of Easter, because the pagans used to worship the rabbit for its uh, fucking. They bang all the time. They bang <laughs> the all the time. <laughs> I just love that Easter is now about zombie Jesus, but it was a, once about bunny orgies. Ooh, Dale Swift says $127. Girl, look at Dale. You may win. I don't know what you're going to win. Um, so I'm going to ask, okay, I'm going to ask you some weird uh, Easter facts. I'm going to see if you know, because uh, it is, tis the season. We just celebrated Passover. Also, for those of you who don't know what Passover is, watch the Rugrats movie about it. It's great. Um, yes. It's great. It is. I, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. It is. It's great. Um, no, it's a very good episode. What country used to bury painted eggs with their dead because they believed that the earth was actually hatched from an egg. Are you asking me this? Uh-huh. Okay. It's you and Kim. You and Kim get to figure out, you can come with different conclusions. You can try to come to the same conclusion. I feel like if you think about this. Uh, I'm going with Mexico. I'm not going to think about it. I'm going with Mexico. She's going with Mexico. I, Cause I'm thinking like there's very, there's very few cultures that bury things with their dead. Egypt. Oh my God, Kimberly, you got it. That was a good, that's a great choice. Yeah, it's, it's Egypt. They believe that it was hatched from the dead. Also, fun fact: um, ancient Sumerians used to bury red dyed eggs to symbolize the blood of Christ. Fun facts. Um, wow. Okay, Sumerians were before Christ. I know, right? It said ancient. No, but that it's just, they used to bury uh, red dyed eggs to symbolize the blood of Christ, but not not BC Sumerians. But they did use the term ancient. 
Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to use the term. <laughs> I didn't want to. I, the, also, the the question technically it was like nine Easter facts that will make you want to unread this. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, that's, awesome. is, did, that's a great it, title. What a yeah. great clickbait title. I know, right? I'm like, I do kind of want to unread. It's like, it seems yeah, a little well, nasty. Didn't even exist when Samaria was a thing. So right. Not okay. <laughs> Um, I I already want to unread it. (laughs) (laughs) So how many people do you think attended the world's largest Easter egg hunt? It was in Winter Haven, Florida. 1,700. 80,000. Ooh, girls, you are. It's half a million people hunted (laughs) For eggs. You know, my first thought was my first thought was five hundred thousand, but <laughs> right, like you're just like that's I was like there's no way it was that many people. Wow, that's a lot. In, it's Florida. We should learn from not to not you know underestimate Florida. That's what? a good. That's a good point. Uh, okay, this one's <laughs> this one's kind of easy. I feel like if you grew up in the South, this one's kind of easy. But what tradition is practiced on Easter Sunday morning to help rid the home of evil? I didn't grow up here. I, I grew up hey, in Washington right. State, so I'm going to go with sage. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like burning sage. And I, I, I grew up in Vermont, so power wash. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Kansas City, so I'm going to say barbecue sauce. But no, it's actually yes. <laughs> actually opening the windows up. Apparently, a lot of like. Uh, Southern Baptist people will open all the windows in their house to get rid of all the, it's a spring cleaning thing. Only it was that easy. Yeah. yeah. Pre-COVID, yeah, just letting the windows open. COVID cool. Um, okay. so cool. When Germans immigrated to this country, when Germans immigrated to blank during the Second World War, they brought the tradition of the Easter Bunny, but it got lost in translation. I'll give you the words for it later because I feel like if I use the word, you're going to be able to figure out the language and whatever. Um, But it got lost in translation because the word for rabbit in this language is very similar to the word wizard. So (laughs) it spawned a tradition of these the people of this country dressing like wizards on Easter as opposed to dressing like bunnies. So can we bring that back? Yes, I agree. That is an Easter tradition. I would proudly participate. That's what I'm doing. Watch out, everybody. (laughs) It's what I'm doing, too. Okay, you and I can celebrate Easter together. (laughs) Wizards. We're dressing like wizards. We're going to watch some bunny orgies. It's going to be great. I'm going to watch a bunny orgy, and then I'm going to watch Harry Potter and say you're a wizard, Harry, and everything's going to be great. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna open my window and yeah, power that, watch my yeah. neighborhood. <laughs> I'm so excited. Or just your neighbors, either way. <laughs> just my neighbors. <laughs> what country uh, do you think? Hmm. That the what Germans was... moved to. Yeah, they immigrated to during the Second World War. Immigrated or just? Both. Is it? I don't know. No. Now everyone's gonna be like, "You're an asshole. You don't know this." <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'll give you. I'll give you the word. Um, I'm not gonna say this right. It's gonna be wrong. But the word for bunny in this language is p a s k h a r e n paskaren paskaren, and the word for wizard is p a s k k a r l e n like paskarlin. 
Spain. <laughs> Spain. Girl, it's Sweden. <laughs> uh, oh, damn it. Oh, no. I'm going to get so much shit. I'm 48% Swedish. I'm Girl, you should be celebrating with your Easter wizard by now. What are you I doing? Know. I don't know. Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, now 25% Swedish. <laughs> yeah, she got her card revoked. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ooh, this one's fun. I don't know any of these questions. <laughs> I, I honestly, nobody I'm a genius. <laughs> uh, fake peeps, like the marshmallows, fake peeps made of what were used by Nazi hunters in 1982 when they poisoned an ex-Nazi doctor with the treat? Cyanide? It's not a poison. Here's the hint. It, ex- it, um, it blew up in his stomach like it puffed up. Bread, yeast, a balloon. <laughs> She's allergic to gluten. Ignore her. <laughs> gluten. <laughs> the same things that could blow up. Peanuts. They had an allergy. They had an allergy. IBS. They gave him IBS. It was compressed sponges. They. Compressed- I was gonna say, is it that stuff that they spray up in your nose when you have sinus surgery? That like. Yeah. It, a shamwow. Yes, a shamwow. Kind of. Exactly. They they compressed a bunch of shamwows into the shape of a peep and they let him eat it and it blew up in his stomach and ruptured his small intestine. The fact that That he thought sponge was a peep tells you how disgusting peeps are. Yes. Also, this was 1982. Still hunt. Like, I'm sure there are people that are still vigilante hunting nazis now but like i love that they were like dude you know what they like you know that they were sitting around a table like man you know what they came up with today it's 1982 you know what the dimension of the year is the marshmallow peep man we're gonna get the next nazi doctor with a peep we're gonna get him everybody loves peeps now they're the oh i want to read that biography (laughs) real bad um okay this is where we get into the how much how much money does an average American? I just blew a bunch of dust in my eye. How much money does the <laughs> average American spend on Easter every year? Kim, can I get a drum roll? <gasps> oh, Wait, did Alex say what the guess was? Yeah, what's no. your guess? I'm going to go with 1200 bucks. Ooh, that's good. Wow. Kimberly, what's your guess? Your guess is seven fifty. Dale yeah. Swift is Not the hundred seven dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> no, G- Dale is the closest. He gets one hundred and twenty-seven dollars. The average American spends one hundred and fifty-one dollars a person on Easter, and that is um, in outfits, in food, in chocolate, and in gifts. What? I'm pretty sure my grandparents spent close to twelve hundred. But that's what I'm saying, because if the average person is $151 and 60% of the people that are are celebrating Easter are children and not spending any money, I'm guessing the parents are taking the loss. Because then you got the Easter basket. That's how that gets viewed. Yeah, because my grandparents bought like outfits for two granddaughters and then they bought all the eggs and then they hit, you know, and then all the candy and and they put money in the eggs. So that's got to count towards the budget, right? Oh so, yeah, yeah. My family, uh, since money, money eggs. Well, my, no, we grandparents were amazing. We have money eggs, but we also do pocket shots. My family hunts for pocket shots. 
Like my mom hides tiny bottles of liquor around the backyard. Uh, and I want to come four to your years house. old. I, I hope you were four years old when you found a pocket. He didn't start doing that until the youngest cousin was 18. To be fair, we didn't start doing that until she was 18. And we still stole all of her liquor when she collected it. We let her keep the beers and the money eggs. But we were just like, no. <laughs> you, like you can keep the money eggs. I'll take you can keep the money. He, he, I'll take the money. Chris just posted like- it. Pocket shot, pocket set. Yes, pocket shots for Easter is the way to go. If you have all adult cousins, are you kidding me? You send the dipshit nieces and nephews out early to get the candy, and then you go for the pocket shots. Anywho, yeah, came from a fat family, diabetics. We uh, love chocolate. Chocolate. But I mean, Dale says, What do I win? Dale, you win the audience participation award of the year. Dale, Truly, I'll send you a video of me power washing my neighbors. Yes. <laughs> I'll send you a video of me searching for pocket shots in my backyard by my damn self this year. There you go. And then Alex will be dressed up as a wizard. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yes, I will. Well, I'm always dressed up as a wizard. So, yeah, it's not really dress up. It's not really dress up. That's just everyday work clothes. No, just who you are. This is this is a couple of more stats on how much money people spend on Easter a year. This is globally, not just the United States. $18.1 billion is spent every year on Easter. $3.3 billion just on clothing, $5.7 on food, $2.5 on chocolate, and $2.9 on gifts. 91 million chocolate bunnies will be sold. 16 billion jelly beans will be eaten and 81% of parents will admit to stealing their children's candy. Also, I think it's really funny that 59% of people start with the ears first on a bunny. I like to bite the head right nope. off. But yeah, no, Kim, but Kim, it's first. 4% of people that like the butt first. <laughs> Not if you ask it in a different category. That's the whole thing. Um, couple more. We literally have two, three more. Okay. Can you guess the weight of the largest chocolate egg? And before you guess this, mind you, several states have outlawed solid chocolate eggs because kids break their teeth on them every year. That makes sense. Why would it being hollow make any damn difference? Okay, but so it's just solid chocolate. It's not peanut butter inside. No, it's not peanut butter. The, the, the hollow ones that are filled with stuff are legal, but it cannot be like a solid big chocolate egg or a solid big chocolate bunny. They're outlawed. God, I hate America. I hate America. Okay. Um, oh, it's get out. Chris said something and I'm not. Oh, he Googled it. it. Okay. Yeah, he Googled it. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were making a fresh break. Hey, it's huge. Um, that's what she said. Uh, okay. The uh, um, fifty pounds, seventy-seven tons, <laughs> four hundred and forty pounds. No. Well, no wonder why kids are breaking their teeth on it. I know. What are those idiots? Uh, and That's how about dream. the largest chocolate bunny? Um, before I tell you this, it's it's significantly bigger than the chocolate egg. 
Um, and it took nine people eight days to construct in Brazil. Brazil knows how to party. They do. Yeah, they do. That's just insane. Wait, what am I guessing? The, lo- the weight of the world's largest chocolate bunny. As soon as you said chocolate, I stopped listening. Okay. Um, 77 tons. <laughs> 80 pounds. <laughs> it is 9,360 pounds. Where? Who? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's too damn many pounds. How I want to know this? if they let their kids eat it. Yeah, but how is this chocolate not melting? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's why kids are breaking their teeth on it because they're making it rock hard. Also, I realized slight corrections corner on my it wasn't 500,000 people at the Winter Haven leg largest egg hunt. That was how many eggs were hunted at the world's largest. Oh. Egg hunt. There were three. There were 30,000 people at the White House egg hunt on average. 500,000 eggs at the Winter Haven, Florida one. But thank you. Dale, Dale Swift said it was brilliant. So thank you, Dale. <laughs> I <Thanks, Dale>. appreciate <laughs> Well, let's hear um, one more song from Alex. Uh, we'd like to thank again our patrons and sponsors for and the people who've been tuning in tonight and hanging out and commenting with us. Thank you again. Yeah, We're going to hear you. one more song and then pop over to our Patreon exclusive content. So if you want to see more, please subscribe and uh, uh, to our content on Patreon. We are cimp.live. Uh, you can find us anywhere there, YouTube, all of your basic uh, podcast uh, venues. I said, I in my head, I was like, venues. Uh, no. I mean, they're online venues. Yeah, that's. I'm just gonna pretend like it still technically works. I've been in a venue in the last month. Oh, bless me. Uh, But this has been episode 162. Comedians interviewing musicians. Alex Winters on uh, Alex Winters music on Venmo and PayPal. So if you had a good time, do the fist bump emoji and uh, the rocker fingers, uh, the Ronnie James Dio or the I love you without the I sign language. I don't know. It's just lo- love you. It's just passive aggressive. They're like Han Solo is like, I know. Or like, hanging loose. Yeah, like, hanging loose. Like you want to go full surfer, just drop the finger, you know? Uh, but yeah, if you had a good time, please, please, please tip Alex on Venmo and PayPal the rocker nux so we know uh it's from this show and last but not least this is one final song on the live stream but if you want to see one more join us on patreon well i before i start the song i just want to say thanks to everyone for tuning in and thanks to comedians interviewing musicians for having me on this has been a, a real joy and a nice um break in my week i know it's only tuesday but you know, Mondays are hard. So anyways, um, I want to do Black Roses for you guys. I, if I don't do this song, I feel like some people are going to show up at my house with like angry letters or something. So um, this is um, for those of you who, I think people who get this song, get me. Like you're my people. Touching my chest as the pain returns. 
much alex for being on our show tonight thank and you I want so to much thank- for having me god no seriously uh, it's been a blessing your setup is incredible your sound is awesome you're such a nice interview thank you again oh, thank you and kim i love you cannot wait to do this again next week for season 11 follow back <laughs> squirrels um and thanks again to our patrons and sponsors we adore you um we will see you next week with tanya wench um with season 11 so thanks y'all Bye. Cheers. Look, I am. Um...
Okay, head over to CIMP.live and get your bonus videos, photos, merch, and more. And remember, give the podcast a five-star rating. Every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans. Find all the full videos and past podcasts at musicfirsthand.live. Thanks for listening. See you next time.